We The Peace is a podcast sponsored by PAX, dedicated to helping Christian leaders bring peacemaking and justice into our organizations. We explore how peacemaking, activism, and the justice of God are central to discipleship. We publish teachings for leaders, resources for learners, and host interviews with frontline faith leaders about various topics. Our aim is to love the church, and we want to help you become the peace of Jesus wherever you are. Welcome, everyone, to the final episode of Season 3, Embracing a Global Theology, How to Stay True to Truth. We are continuing to land this plane. This season has been a blast, and I hope you have enjoyed the various interviews and episodes as we have been on a journey to develop a Jesus-centered theology. We have learned that Christians must honor the global village of Bible interpreters in order to honor the image of Christ in everyone. We must set Western theology on balance with other local theologies from around the world. We have learned to consider our own theology as contextual in nature, and we've learned to explore the limitations of our own culturally conditioned view of God. We had an analogy that God is an elephant and we all live around this elephant and our view of God is mediated through the part of the elephant we are next to, our culture, the people we live around and the Bible that we are understanding. We must travel around this elephant getting to know other Christians that don't have blindfolds on, viewing God in all of his glory, understanding God through the text of scripture, and also understanding God through our culturally conditioned place in which we live. We must refrain from viewing God as a science that can somehow be objectively understood. This means that we have to be critical of a majority culture's understanding of God. We learn that theology, all theology, is constructed locally, and it is through the ground and these practical challenges of the early church and the Eastern church or the Western church that it is all created to begin with. We learn that theology is not only transmitted through writing or through like an academic academy and PhDs, but theology is transmitted orally. It can be created while on a bus in a conversation, in a commute, over dinner, during a late night conversation with kids in your faith community. And to be Jesus-centered is to be open to theology being created and shaped over the table. We've learned that to embrace a Jesus-centered theology is to dive into Guatemalan theology and African theology and South Indian theology, African American theology, just to name a few. And if you're curious about what I'm talking about, because this is your first episode, I would encourage you to hop back to episode one, two, and three in order to see the foundation for what we've been talking about. So this episode, like the last one, is going to be a little bit shorter and let us dive in. I want to help us address one of the primary questions or criticisms of approaching theology the way that I claim we should in this season. 
So we've learned that theology is created locally and theology should be created even in your local setting. This means that theology is not only flowing from like wealthy white men with PhDs who have climbed this ivory tower to bless the masses. Great. So when we take away these safeguards or guideposts, of uh, theology being created in academia, we open our hearts and our theology up to a local setting. But how do we know it's true? How do we create a foundation on which to build? And there are many, many examples in church history where Christians came up with some really weird theologies that were not very aligned with Jesus or the Bible. I'll just say white Christians have come up with some super weird theologies too. The doctrine of discovery, believing that Great Britain replaces the call to the promised land for Israel and let's say the curse of Ham that has uh, led to race and racism. Those are just a few unhealthy theologies, unbiblical, anti-Christ theologies that have been created out of a Western standpoint. So if we're going to say all theology is local, just go create theology, listen to it on a bus. How do we know we're on the right road? How do we actually know that we're following Jesus and we're not just way off into left field? And that's a criticism of saying that all theology is local. So in the last episode, I proposed some Bible reading methods and extra biblical reading methods to follow. And these are kind of like bumpers when you're bowling. If you're getting off track, these will help keep you on track and guiding us to be Jesus-centered, sustainable, and in a truth-filled direction. And if God is one and God is a God of order, which we see in the Bible, how do we actually know that like we're not all over the place? How do the colors complement each other as they come together and not clash. In this episode, I'm going to propose a list of transcultural truths from the Bible that should be common among all local theologies. That is to say, if there's like a tribe in Papua New Guinea in a Bible study in South Central Los Angeles, if they dig into the Bible long enough and they're living out the call of Jesus long enough, they are going to veer towards these same truths in the Bible because the Holy Spirit is going to be pulling them in a similar direction regardless of where they are around the world, regardless of language and culture and social situation. So in this episode, I'm going to propose a list of these transcultural truths. Transcultural truths are biblical themes that emerge across the pages of scripture, no matter what book you are reading, no matter what story is being told, or even what type of book you are reading. And these transcultural truths travel across the rich cultural tradition of the Bible. These have also been called pilgrim principles. That is, they travel and journey all the way across the Bible, regardless of what's going on. And I'm actually not telling you that you need to adopt these transcultural truths that I'm going to put forward in this episode. I'm not saying that these are the top truths that you yourself should believe. And in fact, if you're looking at this episode going, I just need a list because I'm nervous about doing this and local theology, so I I want my guardrails. This is actually meant to be more of a critical thinking exercise episode than it is, hey, just take these nine and run with it. I want you to test these 
by scripture. Test these by the Holy Spirit. Test these by your local church community. And also test these by the theological books that you have. I've never said that the theological books that we have are bad or are wrong. It certainly can be a bad starting point depending on the biases or the unstated biases of the authors. So more than anything, this episode is meant to spark your own thinking on what you would consider transcultural truths of the Bible. So let me start. I'm going to list nine, and this list is called Transcultural Truths for a Global Theology. All right? And these are the bumpers that I myself have come to as a Bible teacher and as somebody who's read a lot of books. So one, there is one God, and his name is Yahweh. That's the first transcultural truth I'm putting forward. This is a theme that spans from Genesis to Revelation, and this transcultural truth claims that God is revealed in the person of Yahweh and that God stands above all else. Number two, God alone demands the full worship of everything in the cosmos. Bird, plane, person, angel, everything. I'm pulling this from the Old Testament as an overarching truth stated that we see in the Ten Commandments that flow through the cultural contours of the entire Bible. And the second truth is seen everywhere, and God's people get into trouble all over the Bible because they begin to worship people, places, things, and idols above God. Number three, God has set apart a people to bless the world. So no matter the social, cultural, or historical situation, it seems clear that this God created a nation to bless the world and that his covenants and desire is to see the world be rescued through a people, an organized group of people in the Old Testament. It's Israel, and we're seeing a transition to the church in the New Testament. So that's one through three. And now I'm going to pivot to Jesus for all of my remaining transcultural truths, four through nine. Number four, God sent his son to rescue the cosmos. We see many places throughout the Old Testament that God was choosing his son to rescue the world. And the hints and whispers and prophecies in the Old Testament are, are like colors that come together and culminate in the life and ministry of Jesus. This is a transcultural truth that we see from the prophets, from Genesis, all the way throughout leading to Jesus. Number five, Jesus, the Jewish Christ, is the fullness of God on display. So no matter where you are in the Bible, it seems as though Luke 24, Road to Emmaus, Colossians 1 and 2 point to this reality about Jesus fulfilling the will of God the Father and showing us who God is fully. I consider this a transcultural principle that everybody should be arriving to. Number six, Jesus, the archetype of humanity shows humans how we ought to live. So no matter where you are in the New Testament, we see God's people trying to emulate the life and teachings of Jesus, regardless of the crisis, regardless of the social or cultural situation. Everybody seems to be pointing to Jesus, not only as savior, but 
teacher, not only as the one rescuing the cosmos, but shaping the cosmos through his way of life. This is instructive as we are looking to create a list of transcultural principles. Number seven, Jesus, the king, died to restore our relationship with God and creation through his death on the cross. A massive theme, regardless of the social or cultural situation and even the intent of the book is that Jesus, the King, died to restore humans to God, humans to each other, and humans to creation. Number eight, Jesus, our Savior, resurrected to bring us into the liberating work of the gospel. So here I'm mentioning the gospel directly for the first time as a theme in the Bible, but especially in the New Testament that needs to be transcultural in nature. And this eighth transcultural principle claims that all humans that believe in Jesus are brought into this restoring work by way of belief in the good news of Jesus Christ, not only a good news to hold on to for salvation, but to apply in the life to be a part of this cosmic restoration plan that God has in Christ. Number nine, and finally, and this is in relation to the church, Jesus, our leader, taught us to embrace the community of God as his vehicle of world restoration. Here, my final transcultural principle claims that the church is the community of God, where these truths are to be embraced, believed, and lived out regardless of where you are on earth, regardless of your social location, regardless of your culture, regardless of your socioeconomic status or your personality type. So I've just made massive, massive claims, okay? What I've just said is these nine truths apply to everybody on planet Earth, regardless of their cultural situation. Okay, I just got like nervous saying that out loud because that's a massive, huge claim. But I'll say this, if God is one, if God is a God of order, If the Bible is to make sense, there have to be some bumpers and guiding truths that keep us on the right track as we learn different theologies and as we create different theologies that aren't stuck in some elitist ivory tower that we call academia. So for me, as a white, middle-aged, educated white dude from a middle to upper class family who was formed within evangelicalism, this is where I have landed. Now, those of you who are listening... I want you to notice what I did not incorporate and what I left out. There are a lot of themes that you might identify as transcultural. Adoption, kinship, liberation, the Trinity, left that one out. Money, finances, and resources as a transcultural practice or principle that like God is all about. Humanity and divinity of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, I didn't mention. Authority of Scripture. Oh, some of you are like, you didn't talk about the Bible being authoritative. Justification by faith. The theme of the Imago Dei. I didn't directly mention sin, but I talked about the fall. I didn't mention the concept of atonement that is everywhere in the Bible. So I, I left out a lot, didn't I? 
So after listening to this season, and as you think about what is lacking in my list or what is strong in my list, what is your own list of transcultural truths that you find in the Bible, that you find because you're living in Christian community, that you find because you are reading various local theologies? And here's a question that is just as important. Where do you get your list? Who helped theologically frame the important themes of the Bible for you? See, my cards are on the table. I'm like a neo-Anabaptist white Christian. I'm using like Colossians 1, Luke 24. I kind of borrow from the Ten Commandments much in Luke Acts and a lot from Isaiah to inform my list of transcultural truths. What informs yours? And in conclusion for this season, I want you to sit down and think through the list of truths that travel through the Bible, regardless of the cultural contours. As you begin to create this list, you are well on your way to creating guardrails and bumpers for your people and your church as we set out to radically reimagine theology to reflect Jesus and not Western modes of understanding God. close, I want to give you a global theology starter kit. I might have referenced some of these previously. Google these books, pick something that stands out to you. First, I would suggest by Angela Parker, If God Still Breathes, Why Can't I? Black Lives Matter and Biblical Authority. Brown Church by Robert Chow Romero. Rescuing the Gospel from the Cowboys by Richard Twiss. Stand Your Ground by Kelly Brown Douglas and Globalizing Theology, edited by Craig Ott. In closing for this season, let me send you off. May the Lord Jesus bless you, keep you, and make his global face displayed through the image of Christ and the nations shine upon you and give you peace that is beyond our finite understanding, the fickleness of our culture and the suffering we endure in a broken world. Jesus, bring your light. Let Jesus lead you into the liberating light of the nations, the liberating light of the gospel of Christ, the liberating light that carries us gently into the global village of Christians. Thank you for listening to this podcast, We the Peace. You can find more resources at madeforpax.org and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at PAX. This is We the Peace.